Welcome to the Fresh Delivery Show, a show about anything and everything and all that you need to know about pop culture, current events, relationships, travel, music, and entertainment. And it features candid conversation with co-hosts and audience. If this is your first time catching us, you can download us on the Anchor app. But now you can find us on all podcast formats from Google Podcasts, Google Play Music Store, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and now Spotify. I'm your host, Diesel, a.k.a. Shaolin Fantastic. And we got six special guests in the house. This is called the Bwam Edition. I'll go over that in a second. We got my man David in the house. What's up, David? How's it going, man? I'm good, man. Where, where are you calling in from, bro? Man, I'm from Denver, Colorado. All right, all right. We also got Miss Shayla, lovely Miss Shayla. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Where are you calling in from? I reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina. And we also got Ronnie in the house. What's up, Ronnie? What up, homies? How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling in from? Jacksonville, Florida. All right. And then we also got Siri in the house. What's up, Siri? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Over Delaware. Hey. Over Delaware over here. East Coast, East Coast. And also, we have Miss Creed calling in from the NYC. Sounding like an Alicia Keys music video in her background. <laughs> What's up? I'm at the laundry mat. You I'm the- good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And we have the infamous Miss Peyton. What's up, Miss Peyton? Hey. Oh man, let's let's see let's see how many people get dates tonight after this episode. From Atlanta, Georgia, though. ATL in the house. <laughs> Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. So this episode is actually called the Bwam episode, which stands for Black Women, Asian Male. Pretty much, we're going to talk about the cultural differences between the two two groups, but also how we assimilate with each other, how we interact with each other. Um, but more or less, it's more about relationships and also long-distance relationships. And the cool thing about it, we're on IG Live right now, and you guys, I don't know if you guys can see it, but it almost looks like we're on the Brady Bunch show. It does. It really does. Hold on, let me, let me screen shoot this real quick. Okay, I got that. It looks like the, it looks like the Brady Bunch show. But let me ask you guys a question. I'll, ask, I'll start with David. What is your experience with interracial dating? We'll start with that question first. Uh, you know, I'm a, I've been doing it for a little while, you know, because I can't really uh, find a lot of black women here in Colorado locally that into Asian men. So a lot of them have been, have been outside the states here. Okay. Like, typically, like, I, I mean, I said this before when we did our dry run, but when you think of Colorado or Denver, you typically think of, you know, skiing. And with skiing comes what? Nobodies, you know? So <laughs> is it typically more predominantly Caucasian women out there? You know, it's a it's a little bit of a mix. And over the uh, past few years, you know, a lot of jobs been coming in, so Colorado's been a lot more diverse lately. But it's, can't seem to find no black women that are really good dating. Oh man, how about you, Shayla? What's your what's your take on interracial dating? Like, what's your experience? I am happy that you know it is 2018 and everyone is finally getting on board with interracial dating. But what I'm going to need our Asian men to do is realize that black women love them. That's what I'm going to need because there's not a lot of <laughs> advertisement about that. What, what, it's frustrating. What, what's up, Siri? T- tell me about your uh, your background in racial dating. Is there, if there's anything you want to propose on. 
on international radio. Fill me in. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I, my, fir- my first love was a black woman, so it's not really nothing new to me. And, you know, it's just like the saying, once you go black, you never go back. Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Ronnie, how about you? What's, what's your take on interracial relationship? I love them. Mm. I, all of my relationships been interracial. Yeah. So I'm team interracial. Team interracial. Miss Cree, what's your take on interracial relationships? I see your homegirl in the background. What's up, homegirl? How you doing? <laughs> she, about, she about to pass out. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I like interracial dating um, because I feel like growing up in New York, I've been around so many different types of people. So I like to experience different people. I love it. Gotcha. And Miss Peyton, what's your take on interracial relationships? Because I feel like I've known you the longest out of everyone in here. And I feel like there's like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say I'd rather let, you know, people hear it from you because your Instagram and Facebook better blow up after this episode. And people will be sliding in. Well, She's not the only one. I didn't. I was always been attracted to people of other race, but specifically Asians. I didn't know they would be attracted to black women. So right out of high school, I matched up with an Asian guy on Tinder, and he basically just really turned me on to Asian men in general. And I looked at them in a different light because with him, I found out that he was into black women, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe Asian men are more open-minded. So I kind of. Um, been experimenting with that over the years and it's became like a more of a preference for me now okay finding an Asian man open to a black woman okay so since most of pretty much all of us besides maybe like three of us you know or four we're all on the east coast um and and you mentioned David that you know black women are you know a dime in a, a jar full of pennies right they're kind of rare to find but they're becoming a little bit more common now like uh do you do the long distance relationship or like are you open to that yeah i'm actually kind of working on something right now you know I'll be honest with y'all you know they try to give it on the dl but you know uh, blast, but yeah i am <laughs> so like how, so like who in here is in an actual relationship like go ahead and speak up Let, let's hear about if you're in an actual long distance relationship because I've been in a long-distance relationship. Uh, my relationship was about a year to year and a half. I don't want to say two years, but it's under two years. And I do feel long-distance relationships do work. Um, it's a matter of transparency, uh, strong communication, and just straight up you know, loyalty. And, and once you have those pieces and, and you really genuinely feel you know, for each other, you make goals and then it's a matter of like accomplishing the goals. Cause being realistic, you know, long distance relationship, if you're going to make it work. Someone's got to move, you know? Right. So who in here is in an actual long distance relationship or that just been out of one? Somebody. I've been in a long distance relationship about six or seven months uh, with two girls, actually one from uh, South Carolina and one from uh, LA. At the same time? All right. Hold on. Okay, play, play. Play. Uh, different times, but one was in South Carolina and one was in the, uh, LA so it was, it was interesting how often did you uh see each other or like how did you like you know do your thing you know like oh, you know, technology is a great thing man <laughs> <laughs> saw each other on that Skype <laughs> oh that Skype but like hey what's up do you want to meet me at 6 p.m in the room that Skype love <laughs> right hey I'm not gonna lie like we did like little cute things like uh she was really into like dim sum 
And we say like, all right, let's watch a movie. And there's like this app, I forgot the name of it, where you could watch movies on both screens. Like if I upload the movie, so she would watch a movie, and we sit there and eat like the same thing we're eating. So it was kind of cute, you know. But um, the biggest key is Aww. like, yeah, but I, I mean, know, that's cute. <laughs> that's the, exactly what I want. Oh dang! <laughs> like, so what's your wait, wait? Before I get into it, like, what was your experience, Shayla? Like, you mentioned before that you were in a long distance relationship. Yes, I've been in multiple. Especially since, you know, military, mm. like I just got out and everything. That's like a norm <laughs> for us. Um, but it's really difficult maintaining a long distance relationship if one or both parties is like not into it. And like doesn't want to put in all the effort for it. True. But once someone, both people are on the same page, you're like, yes, we're on the same page. We're on the same chapter. We even got the sentence down. We good. Yeah. But that's hard to find because, you know, guys suck sometimes. It's easy to just flake exactly. out. Exactly. Do you feel like uh, people cheat a lot in uh, like long distance relationships? Cree, what do you think? I see you. Um, I mean, I don't have proof, but... I- I think so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> proof, but <laughs> I mean, the temptation is there. Your your significant other is hundreds or thousands of miles away from you, and you probably see each other like once or twice a year. So I could see the temptation being there. Yeah, that that would be once weird. or twice a year. That's like <laughs> that, that's a cut. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a cutty buddy. That sounds like conjugal visits to prison. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> prison. Oh man. I feel I've been in a I do feel like uh when you're in a relationship, obviously distance plays a big factor in everything, you know. Um like I dated a a lady from London and we saw each other. Um, you know, and, and it does get expensive, but it's just a matter of what do you want from it and how far do you want to go with it, you know? Um, but what I was saying before was the, the biggest things that you need is transparency. You know, the communication is probably the biggest part. Because I do feel like there's always been that saying, even not even in a long-distance relationship, but don't... Well, this is coming from a guy's perspective. Don't piss your girlfriend off because, yeah, she'll be say like, okay, boo, we good, all right. And then she go do whatever she want to do. Now, if you're in a long-distance relationship, it's even worse because all you have to do is hit that mute button and you don't hear anything from them and you're stressed out for 12 hours, 24 hours, 48, 36, whatever it is. And, you know, um, but yeah, like going back into the black women, and Asian male, like what was what made you, uh, Ronnie, interested in an Asian man? Like, what was it really? Because a lot of people have different answers. And I'll be very honest in a lot of these chat rooms. They typically look for the Korean guy that's a K-pop star. And, you know, there's no disrespect. It's just my opinion. And the benefit of being on a podcast, I can say whatever I want. But I, I typically feel like those men are very feminine looking, you know, and they look very like they look like like the vampires from Twilight. You know, sound like story over there. For me, for me, I'm more interested in Southeast, Southern, Eastern um, Asian men. Southeastern. Okay. I'm more interested in the Vietnamese flow. Like they gotta have a tan to them. I like the you know facial hair and a tan, and it's, they. I don't. I'll be more. I'll look two times at a man like that more so than a Korean man. What about you, Ronnie? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, all Asian men are beautiful to me. I don't have a specific ethnicity that I like. 
or prefer. So, Such you know, and as far as the K-pop situation, I'm too old for that. <laughs> they what? look like my children. I can't. I can't. Oh, <laughs> true. Cree, what's your take? What's your preference? See, me and her have this conversation. She loves BTS, right? Um, she loves what? BTS. What is she that, a gang? BTS. They're pop group. Oh, I, I thought that was a gang. I can't. Like, I, you can't be prettier than me. I can't. No. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're listening to us right now, we are doing the Bwam edition, which is the Black Women Asian Male Group Chat edition. Uh, right now, we're talking about what's what makes people interested in Black women and, and Asian. Uh, Asian men. So, going back to the question of preference, I hear a little feedback in the background, so someone needs to turn on their camera or their phone. Um, I'm trying to figure out why Sorry joined the IG Live. Oh. <laughs> oh. Extra. Yeah, so, um, you know. <laughs> extra. Go ahead, Siri. Go ahead. T- give, give us your intake. Um, into what were we talking about? I'm sorry. So, I was just. <laughs> So we we talked about how most typical in in some of these group chats that we've been in, um, that's I, that's actually how we all met each other on Facebook, and a lot of a lot of the women and I just have to obviously speak for the men. A lot of the black women tend to pick the men that are K-pop stars, you know, which is fine because if that's what they see on the media, you know, it's almost like the same connotation of how what they assume what Asian men look at black women. Which is completely yeah. different. So, like for example, if you a brother from like Korea, Japan, Mongolia, whatever, and that's all you see, and you walk into that chat room, you start blasting and running your mouth, you go look like a jackass, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. Um, see what happened is just like what happened is yeah. mm. <laughs> it's like so so many other Asian countries. There's, there's 48 other Asian countries besides Korea, Japan. Yeah. Um, I believe like. Southeast Asians just get a bad rep because, you know, we're like the stepchild of the Asian countries. You know, we're like pretty much third world. But um, if you actually, you know, take the time and do some research, like we have plenty to offer, you know, to just K-pop. We, we have like our Thai dramas, you know what I mean? Yeah. We have like our, our own rock bands and and hip hop over there is starting to take off. So Yeah, big time. But, um, you know, just with me, it's just that like, I don't I don't like the way that we are portrayed as Asians in as a whole because like we don't all wear makeup, you know, we we are <laughs> individuals. <laughs> you know, we are, we're all individuals. So like you have me like I'm I'm very urban, you know, and I, I it's just like there's different walks of life. Just because we're Asian, we don't have to stereotype us into that oh he's the nerdy Asian K-pop dude, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Peyton, would you feel that Asian men um, in the interactions that you've had, good and bad, do they do you feel like a lot of Asian men stereotype black women? Oh yes, definitely. Um, especially the fobs. What? Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. Real quick, to be clear, they're what very, is a fob? They're very in tune. Like they get exposed to um, the black women are just on media through music and movies. And so when I've been on dates with them, I've been asked the most stereotypical things, and I don't taken negatively towards them because they're just not educated enough and they haven't been exposed enough to different, you know, types of women in general. And like I said, it's more so with um, 
the, the native Asians that come to America instead of Asian Americans because, you know, they bend around us more. So let, they know what's up. Well, let me ask you this. You said you mentioned fobs. What does fobs mean? Or fob? Uh, fresh F-O-B. off the boat. Fresh off the boat. For the listeners out there, it's no disrespect. <laughs> fresh off the boat just means that you are an immigrant from another country and you are doing positive things to assimilate yourself. But also there is a cultural and a communication barrier. Nine out of ten, nine out of ten times it's going to be language. Um, do you feel it's hard to communicate with those kind of people? Uh, if you're actually in a relationship, like, have you had a relationship with someone, Shayla, with someone that's from that, that, that don't speak no English, you know, like <laughs> I could well, do that. Cause you know, who I am. Like, it wasn't like that. He spoke English, but he's from Canada. That's, and, a, that's a whole nother country of its own. Canada. I, mean, I have a Japanese man. But he was, he was Canada, but he's Asian. America for five years. You said you was with the dude for five years from Japan? Yeah, no. He, he No, he was Japanese and he's only been in the States for five years. Could he speak English? So he had, he grew up in Japan and, you know, um, culturally was super saturated, you know, in Japan culture. And Japan doesn't have many black women there. So he came here and he's been living in America for five years. Okay. David, here's a a question for David. Do you feel that when you, you approach a black woman, is there a specific way that you have to approach them? Because speaking of culture differences, when you have, let's not, let's be, let's be nice about, let's say not fob. Let's just say someone from another country and they approach a black woman. Sometimes they may not come correct. But do you, as a male um, that's enculturated in American culture, do you find it hard to approach black women? Or is there, do you feel like they may stereotype you? Like, oh, man, this Asian brother in the office right now about to come holler at me, like, by the copy machine? Like, or... <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I feel like uh, a lot of times they look at Asian dudes and they automatically assume that, oh, we probably got an accent. I, mean, I know how I look. I look like I'm, I am from another country. But when I put my mouth, it's a whole different story, and I think people catch on. Oh, this has been around black folks, where he's he's got his black heart somehow, you know. But <laughs> I think that a lot of times, black women that I've come across, they automatically assume, and there have been very few that actually go, you know what? Uh, let me get this do a chance right here. Yeah, but it is kind of hard though. For the ladies out there, that is the Asian Barry White. That is David. AKA Drizzy. <laughs> you can find him on Facebook. He's single. He likes sandwiches and walks on the beach. <laughs> oh, I'm in the work. Somebody. So I just put that out. I'm in the work. Okay. Okay. Hey, all right, Ronnie. So I got a question for you. Is All right. Here's like okay. a, a question that was brought up into one of the group chats. And it was very... Uh, not uh, not confrontational. That's a little bit harsh word, but very controversial. controversial. Very controversial. The question was, is it racial to have a racial preference? I don't know. I think it depends on perspective. Because some people will see it as racist. Some people don't. I mean, like, I'll use an example. Like, say I'm on Plenty of Fish. A black man approaches me. I'm not interested. He asked why. I'm honest with him. Like, look, I'm kind of into white guys or Asian guys or whatever. He thinks I'm being racist. Well, I don't see it that way. I'm just following my preference. Okay. So, again, like I said, it's it's about perspective. Okay. Okay. How about you, Suri? What's your take on that? 
Um, I mean, it's it's a preference. It's just like you like black girls, or you just you just like Spanish girls. It it doesn't matter. Like you have your own feeling of what you like in another in a partner. You know, so it's like if you like you like black women. I like black women personally because I just love the melanin. You know, got that melanin magic popping. Yeah. So, oh Lord. David, I saw <laughs> David, I saw you raise your hand. You had you had something to say on that? So I think it's just like my preference. I don't think that there's nothing racist. You ain't a sellout. I mean, like if you like big women or skinny women or muscular women, you like tall guys. A lot of women like that. I want a tall nice. man. I always say like, what's good? I'm right there, you know? It's <laughs> this is my mom. Hi, how are you? Oh, hi, mom. So I did. Okay. She's she's actually married. She's actually married to a black man. Oh, mama likes the chocolate. Okay, mama. All right. Got the fried rice and the fried chicken connection up in the piece. All right. (laughs) Got to make sure you got the sticky rice. If you're you're Asian, you got to have the sticky rice. Shayla, you had your hand up. What's your take on that? So I think it's how you go about it. Like, if you go... Okay, for instance, like, I think it's well known that black men sit there and put down black women and uplift white women in the same sentence sometimes. And I think it's like, if you sit there and say, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, it's not that I completely exclude black men, it's just that I don't date them, and then just bash the hell out of them. Yeah. And then uplift like Asian men or white men or whatever race then it can be racist because it's like you're excluding them off of whatever stereotypes or whatever things that they are known for etc and you're uplifting another race and just and plus like that's weird you're you are black so so like weird but I think like (laughs) it goes into the preference thing when you're just like yeah I like Asian men or white men or whatever men more but to be honest it's like I wouldn't completely exclude black people or whatever I feel you I feel you Cree what's, right. your, what's your take I agree on that, with Cree? that. you there oh, Cree New York yeah what? <laughs> what's your take on is it is it racial to have a racial preference I don't think so I think um that we are all human beings with like different um, preferences. So I don't think it's like racial to have a preference. Like to like darker skin doesn't necessarily mean like black women. You might like just women who are not pale. So I don't really think it's a racial thing. Okay. Okay. So then let me ask y'all this. So let's just let's just be honest about long distance relationships. Oh actually go ahead, Shayla, go ahead. You want to say something? Go ahead and say it, girl. <laughs> uh, I wanted to know your opinion. Oh, my opinion. Is it racial to have a racial preference? I honestly want to say no, because a lot of times when you do pick someone else of a different ethnic background or even race, being realistic, a lot of times you are going for the physical features of that specific person, right? Now, if I were to say I'm not dating a white girl because all white girls are really bad, I feel like that's kind of like racial discriminating at that point but if i said i prefer black women over white women and i kind of leave it like that then it's 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 a preference you know versus a discrimination i feel like that's a that's a real big difference and 
So it, I it, think it, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's really about how you say it. And that was actually the next question, preference versus discrimination. And that that topic caused some little drama in some rooms and some people got butthurt about their opinions, but it's okay. We love everyone there, you know. Hitler's got to survive some time. But anyway, so... Oh. <laughs> 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 That's an inside joke for listeners out there. Um, oh, real quick, just to throw it out there, you asked uh, about our listeners. So we actually have um, a little statistical sheet that we see where our listeners come from. So we obviously, we have D.C., Maryland, Virginia. We have New York. We have Chicago. Florida is a big one. Texas, California, up north, down. London, Sweden, Switzerland, uh, Thailand, Korea, Australia. And we always, every time we're on the show, we have to give a shout out to this dude named uh, Winston. This African brother keeps trying to hack my stuff, but he actually called in one day. And you know what? We got sponsored by a company that I can't put out the name yet because the contract has gone through. We're actually going to fly out that dude to come out here for an interview. And be like, dude, why do you keep hacking my stuff? Like, I'm not even that big I was about to say, time. a guy that keeps hacking your stuff, you're going to invite him over. I mean, we're just going to have a conversation. And then, you know, see, you know, obviously he likes the show because he's listening to every episode. So shout out to you, Winston, my my African brother. So what's up, man? But anyway, so. Like 5.0 redemption. <laughs> You said what? <laughs> oh, oh, man. So preference over discrimination, right? Now, we also talked about interracial dating and also now long distance. Now, do you feel social media in general impacts your relationship, especially that it is long distance, Peyton? Because you're the expert, you know. <laughs> um, I think social media helps because um, especially throughout the day, if y'all doing y'all thing, you can like people do send each other funny videos that they can relate on or articles to read social media can be it can be a pros and cons it's just people that um just abuse it it's <laughs> funny <laughs> people just abuse it when they're in relationships but when there's a common understanding on what's appropriate and what's not then okay okay <laughs> well what, what, what about you david asian barry white <laughs> <laughs> Uh, technology has come a long way so it can help you know i mean with a long distance relationship you know make doing things a lot easier you know like Peyton was saying that you can do a lot of things where you send little emojis or kind of keep track of each other or if you miss each other enough kind of do whatever you need to do so i, I think it's a it's a good thing but as you know i was it uh shayla said clear both people just gotta be all in or don't be all in okay all right so here's a question for ronnie so now, we got two people saying that social media does help. Do you feel social media can actually harmfully impact your relationship? Like, have you ever had experience like that? Because I do feel, like, I'll say, I'll be honest. Uh, the last relationship I have, and I know she listens to the show. I'm not, like, putting my stuff out there. But I did mess up, and I can own up to it. And I got in trouble for liking too many pics and defriending people on Facebook, adding them back on, and all that kind of stuff. And... And she told me it was like equivalent to flirting at a bar. I mean, what what's your take on that, Ronnie? Like, I think that social media can be both a blessing and a curse. Because on one hand, like everyone said, you can tag each other and stuff and send each other little cute things. But at the same time, it leaves it wide open for jealousy and drama. And it's hard to wrangle that back in once that door is open and you go through it 
Because like you said, with all the likes and, you know, who's this girl who keeps liking your pictures and who <laughs> is she? You know, it's, 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 it's too much drama and it's unnecessary. So, you know, I think there's got to be not necessarily rules, but an understanding when it comes to social media and a relationship. Okay. I agree. Go ahead, Shayla. What you got, Shayla? Uh-oh. She's stretching her arms, ladies and gentlemen, out there. Uh, she about to lay down the law about this social media relationship because apparently I'd be failing at it, you know, so. Because you're a guy, so. that That is true. Men do. Yeah. That is true. But what I feel like it is only a bad thing if one or both parties is not mature enough. And what I say about that is like, not just mature, like, oh, I pay my bills. I'm a man. I do. I'm a woman or whatever. It's more like mature in the relationship, like as a like that that type of thing. If you have a foundational trust in the other person, then liking someone's picture or whatever shouldn't bother you, because it does come off as you know. Even though you say I'm not insecure, it does come off as that he right. he or she chose you, so you need to just be okay you know one i think it's very uh what is it called vain to think that because you're in a relationship with someone that you're nobody else is pretty to them because there's like how many people in the world no (laughs) i'm sorry i i admire god's creations every day of my life so if i see like a hot woman or a handsome guy i'm gonna be like Yo, they cute. But if it take if they take it a step further, like you find out they slid in their DMs and talking recklessly, then yeah, you have an issue. But just double tapping on Instagram is not the same as trying to pick up someone in the bar. So I, I got a little counter argument right. with that. So, you know, we got people in the IG live right now. Tati says negatively impact if you're insecure about your relationship, which is true. Now I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second. I've always believed in that saying, cheating doesn't start with sex or physical dating. It actually starts with a conversation. And the way our society is now, it's based around social media and technology that's in our hands. So if you think about it, it is so easy to access someone by just going on Tinder. Uh, do you guys remember Spot? that was on like Facebook? You click that and you can find people be like, oh, she's kind of cute. Let me go down to the coffee shop or whatever, you know? Okay, maybe that's a little older for some of y'all out there. But okay, four spot. So four I, probably, I probably was in high school. Oh, no. Showing my age at 58 on this show. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so four spot, you got all these technology that you have easier access to people. So this is becoming more of the norm versus going to a bar. So I do agree that if you are insecure about your relationship, it's going to impact you a lot harder. But also at the same time, cheating starts with a conversation. So now it starts with a like oh she have butt naked let me hit a little heart and then you know oh how are you how's your day today where are you from oh really like you know it starts well, that's off- where you shut it you know, down that don't entertain why why but that's exactly Do what not I entertain it in the dms that's when things go that's bad you shut it down Just liking and not saying shit after- oops sorry not saying anything <laughs> after is perfectly fine just like it and then move on but I mean, I agree. If you like take it a step further and actually knowing that you're in a relationship and you go and message someone, 
then yeah you're that's the emotionally out. cheating i feel like where it starts there because oh. i've had that situation where i was in a relationship and i trusted my man at the time who i felt like could handle having a female friend and the more he started talking with her about things the more established an emotional connection mm. got with her mm-hmm. and i feel like he did not know how to set a boundary from the jump he cheated that I'm on in a you relationship this is not tolerable he cheated and on it you just, it just kept going how long was your relationship until he cheated on you uh Payton. two years two years that's an and idiot. we were living together yes yeah, so he would come idiot. home every day to me i was there by him all the time mm. but this girl this girl it was his co-worker so he also saw Gee. her every day yeah, I don't. And I don't believe he in that. He would tell me things that she would do, like feel on his leg at work, you know, feel on the holes in his pants, like you know, flirtatious touching him. <laughs> and he would think, like you know, she's just being friendly, ha ha ha, good, all in good fun. That's sexual but I told harassment. Him, you need to watch. Oh no! Type of behavior women come at you because you may, from your point of view, it may look innocent, it may look friendly, ha ha ha, shove, touch on the shoulder, okay. but. Those things collectively come together, and the next thing you know, you don't realize you're catching feelings for somebody. Okay. Dave, mm-hmm. what, what, what you got, Dave? I see you raising your hand. What's up, brother? Yo, so I'm going to just drop it like this right here, and just, hey. just sum it up for everybody, all right? Self-discipline, period. Yes. Yes. Define, yep. define that. Explain, explain self-discipline in a relationship as a man, as a Asian brother, a.k.a. very white, drizzy Man, how do you how do you do that? Because I know the ladies be fighting over you in the DMs. <laughs> Yo, something. I mean, you just you just know what you're about. You know? if, if you come correct, you know, I mean, it's, it's your character that's on the line, honestly. And you know, ain't nobody want that to happen to them or anybody that they love. You know, so come correct, and that's even that goes as far as man or woman in a relationship trying to you know start some stuff, trying to hit their man, trying to hit their woman. Self discipline, right there. You know, if you're mature enough to handle that. You ain't gonna do nothing like that. You know, you gonna know when to walk away. You gonna know when, to, uh, you know, enough is enough. Self-discipline, right there. You gotta be aware of yourself and your actions. What, what's your take, Cree? Because you're in a relationship, right? No, I was. Oh, you was. Um, my bad. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I'm like newly broken up, but um, my first meet. <laughs> you said she broke up. They broke up last week. In general, is a. It's new. It's relatively new. So I feel like people who are not open to it, they are like defensive against it. Like, I don't know if I'm making sense, but like, for example, if someone's boyfriend double tapped my photo and a girl hops in my inbox trying to come to me as a woman, I'm going to first, before I even come at back at her with any disrespect, I'm just going to be like, did you talk to your boyfriend? Did you talk to your husband? Did you talk to them? Um, because I feel like social media is for us to put out like who we are as an individual, not as a couple. So I don't, I don't really feel anything about my man double tapping yeah. a picture or something. I do feel people are so thirsty these days. Like they don't care if you married or not. They, they slide in, they slide in the they DMs with girl, no hesitation. Girl knew, girl knew uh, my man was in a relationship and she still was just. Eee. Attacking him. Yeah. She was working her sneaky no, ways. No morals, no no ethics, no integrity, nothing. But it is what it is. You know, people are people. You're gonna do what you gotta do. But like what David said, you gotta have uh, self discipline. Word of the day. Word phrase yeah. of the day. Self discipline. So that's exactly what I meant by having maturity. 
Well, yeah. Also, men not are only somewhat slow. Like it's weird. <laughs> whoa, 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 Let's let, let's talk, let's talk to the fellas real quick. Hold on, hold on. Let, let's put it out there real quick. I'm not like all right. So that's coming from the women's point of view. I respect it because everyone has a different experience, and and typically based off uh, history. Men have a bad track record since the 1800s. We're stupid. A lot of men are stupid, but you know longer. we do. We do. Longer, we, much longer. We do it's dumb things. But I'll say, I'll like say, Jesus days. I'll say this: ever since Beyonce and that independent woman movement, women becoming a lot more powerful, stronger, you know, smarter. They're more involved in in social things, but they have more power now. But also feel like those type of women. And I'm saying it exactly how I'm saying. Don't yell at me for it. But those type of women are the ones like, I can do whatever I want and no one can say nothing. I can slide in DMs. I can have this guy on a leash, blah, 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 blah. I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, I agree. I I, I agree. Um, Like my mother and my, the women in my family raised me to be very independent. Like the goal of marriage or whatever wasn't really anything that was talked about with me. Everything was education, get a career, get your money, be happy. So when it comes to love, it's like, I mean, I look at, I try not to, but I tend to look at guys as like, you're replaceable. I mean, if you don't act right, I could just be real quick. It's not anything. What does that scissor mean? Like chopping off his egg rolls or something? Like chop, chop? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Suri, what you got, man? What you got? Oh wait, you was talking to me? Yeah, yeah. I saw you raise oh, your hand. Um, I was I was just thinking like, yeah, men are stupid. Like, you know, when I was in a past relationship, like I would I would like talk to my girlfriend's friends like while she was there, you know, just to be nice. Like I'll be eating something like, hey, you want some? And then like it's kinda like me giving a green light without knowing, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> and I and I had an argument oh. with her about that, like you know, I was just offering her some food. Like, she's hungry. I'm going to offer her, like, now nah, you don't do that with another woman because then she could think, like, oh, he's trying to, like, get at me. So, yeah, so, yeah I, got, I got in trouble for that. You're a woman. Yeah, so there, you need to there's, there's there's take a one-on-one class. There's a, there's a real <laughs> tough part. Food in no, front of your I, own woman. I learned the, being so nice. I learned the hard way. Right. Hard way. Uh-uh. I do, I do <laughs> feel like... Her food first? Like, if you brought her food first and then other women, then maybe... But I think that also bordered on it about that whole thing that was going around on Facebook. Like, oh, what if another woman brought your man a plate at a cookout? And like, it was like, they were like, oh, hell no. Like, heck no, I'm going to beat her up, all this type of stuff. And I was like, <laughs> were you gone? It's like, like you're he- condoning to the stereotype <laughs> if you beat her up. You know, like, like I'm hungry, an angry. I'm take the plate. <laughs> I know. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trying to fight her about it. You know what the conversation. You know what the conversation. You know what the conversation is like. The conversation at the barbecue. She'd be like, "I need to talk to you right now. Let me talk to you right now. Who's that bitch? Who is that bitch? Why? Why? Why you gotta give her some barbecue sauce? Why are you giving it to her? Why? Who's she? She ain't your sister. I know your sister. She ain't your sister. What's up, David? Go ahead, David. Oh man, I mean. I ain't gonna lie, I'd be a little bit slow, man. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, if I'm in a relationship, I'll be honest, I'll be upfront and just make sure that everybody know I'm in a relationship, you know, whether whatever it is I say, but because it's also our job at the end of the day. Yeah. Kind of check it, you know what I mean? Because right. you know, yeah, this this is difference between being possessive and being territorial and all that. You gotta be able to differentiate the two, even within yourself. Real quick. I need to give a shout out to my boy Stefan Marbury. He's on our IG live. What's up, Stefan? Calling all the way from China. 
old school ball player from Coney Island. I see my man play the Capital Classic dropping buckets in All-Star Game. Much respect to you, man, and culturating your kids to the Chinese culture. Uh, right now, we're talking about black women, Asian male, uh, this chat room of how we have the two groups uh, interacting with each other. Oh, good shout out. The good looks, man. What's up, Starberry? Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, but also real quick, you know, with that being said, I do feel you're right. It, it is the responsibility of a man. I've always told myself that once I go into a relationship, you know, when you're single, you can kind of do whatever you want. But I feel like the moment you commit, you need to make sure your hands are clean. You know, yeah. um, I do even feel now that I've, you know, gotten that, you know, got out of that bad relationship or whatever. Um, you know, I got in trouble for liking too many pics, but I, it's better to delete the people that are not relative to... I guess like in your direct circle, you know, like, I mean, being, all right, let's be honest about it. Facebook, Instagram, we add everyone, especially as says, man, we add the IG <laughs> models, you know, and we go say hi, we go say what's up, blah, 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 whatever, you know, especially if you have, you know, in a situation, all right, like, so with me being in, in the media field, there are a lot of women in the public relations field, especially good looking women. And, you know, I know when I go into a relationship, I need to make sure that my hands are clean, that I need to wipe all those people out or make a completely separate Instagram. And that way she knows and I need to make sure she feels comfortable. I need to feel I need to fill her with confidence. And that's my job as a man that I need to make that woman feel confident in our relationship. So she has nothing to worry about. But also, that's that's my best friend. You know, like, why would I want to disrespect my best friend? You know, I, right. I, I, I agree. And see, I was I was raised that way. Like I was raised. You know, th this is more about marriage, but this goes along with relationships too, that men are supposed to protect their women, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally as well. So why would you put yourself in a situation where you're going to hurt her? That's true. So That's you, have, you have to think about her feelings. Absolutely. What about, what's up, David? No, I just always like to say that, you know, whether you man or a woman, you got to make your partner feel safe. Safe is the word for me because if you feel safe, you ain't got to worry about nothing. You're going to relax the mind. They're not going to think you're going to cheat on them or nothing. But you got to exactly. let them know they're safe. Exactly. That's true. Cree, you got something? Oh, no. I mean, like, my most recent relationship, the whole reason why we broke up was because he kept talking about his ex. Like, everything mm. his ex was included. And I was just like, I can't. I need you to, to figure it out. Because as women, no one wants to be a second choice, you know? Um, that's true. Like, true. Yeah. True. Wants to be <laughs> so, yeah, girl, so let me ask you this. Can you can you is it okay to be friends with your ex and be in a new relationship? Hell, hell no. No. <laughs> no? No. It's no. Uh, I, I'll say this. I've always believed in uh, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you need to make sure that you are transparent about everything that you're doing but also at the same time like i just feel like you're supposed to treat your significant other better than most people so once you break up so it's kind of like what's the point of being friends if you couldn't even treat them right or respect them to do any of stuff but i'm Bingo. actually friends with one of my exes so for the ladies out there you're gonna have to suck it up because she is actually a very close family friend of mine um, we don't have anything like we're very close. Like our kids grew up together. She helped me raise my child and stuff like that. But also at the same time, there's no situation where 
I would do anything to disrespect her significant other and vice versa. But also she plays a part in my life, you know, but is, is there going to be a relapse? No, there's not, because we've had those conversations. We made sure that we're very transparent and and whoever I'm dating, I want you to meet her. And in all reality, I want you to be friends with her so that way you don't have to worry about me, you know, talking to her or whatever. But even if that, like, I do feel you can't get a 2 a.m., you know, text, you know, from a Facebook group chat or a video call and be like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, I'm freaking yeah, sleeping. I had bad experiences with that, with uh, <laughs> plenty of exes trying to introduce me to their female friends. But ultimately, the female friends have done something or they there's been a situation where they crossed the line to it being inappropriate with the type of behavior they've been like for example i had an ex that had a childhood female best friend which i he talked to me about her said he wanted me to meet her and i was open to meeting her and um i was at the time cordially fine i trusted him in regards to you know the type of communication and friendship they had but um we were together with i was with him for about a year and a half ultimately about six months in um, one night she texted him at 11 at night saying that she had a naked dream about him and her uh... riding a horse <laughs> and he started to defend her because he told me about it and I was mm. like no I feel completely uncomfortable with how she felt like she could say that to you knowing you're in a relationship it's blatant disrespect towards me because she she knew in her head that you know her friend is in a relationship why would you tell him something like that you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very sexual and like it's something that doesn't really need to be said. And he kept defending her, and that's what made me broke emotional ties with him because he was defending her over my um, insecurity over what she did said. That, did that make you feel like he was on the other on the other team? Like he was kind of like yeah, it made me betrayal. feel like he cared about what her feelings more than mine. Okay, okay, Shayla, what you got, girl? Hmm. Mm. Shayla, Shayla, what do you what do you think about that situation that happened to you if you're in a relationship and a childhood female best friend hit him up about having a naked dream with him? <laughs> the I would fact feel that you the same way, um, especially if he reacted the way that he, you know he reacted with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I like personally, I don't. And when I'm in a relationship, I don't care if you have female friends. I don't care if you have male friends that take you to strip clubs or whatever. As long as you set the boundary. If someone comes to you and be like, I want to do this to you. If you sit there and be like, nah, I got a girl at home. I'm not trying to do anything. I really like her. I'm not trying to mess this up. Then cool. But if you sit there and be like, haha, you're so funny and all that. Cause that's what I meant by when I say guys are slow sometimes because they legit <laughs> sometimes think that women just think it's all, you know, happy and friendly. go lucky, super platonic. And some yeah. women are snaky. But you know what's they funny? Know what they're I'm doing. Gonna, I'm going to argue that real quick. Yeah. And I know David wants to say something real quick. I'm going to have to protect. I do feel like the way the generation is now and the way society is, men are getting played more than they have ever have. Is it, you know, is it almost like a... You know, not like revenge. That's not the best word. It's just more common. Women are become, okay. It is karma. Okay, fine. It's karma. <laughs> but do do women feel like it's justified to do that kind of things? Like because like, oh, I've been hurt. Let me go ahead and do this to the next dude. Two rights don't make a wrong. Well, two wrongs don't make a right. And <laughs> so, so I feel like you can't. 
you can't bring like you'll have baggage like little tiny bits of baggage from each relationship but i feel like if you give yourself enough time between relationships to deal with it then hopefully you won't bring it to the next one Mm -hmm. and even if you do if you just legit like have an open (laughs) conversation with that person and tell them how you feel then you give them a choice and you know see okay i can help you carry this baggage but just don't portray it onto the new relationship yeah if you just sit there and be like well the last guy cheated on me so i don't really trust you so i think you're gonna well why are you gonna be in be in a relationship anyway right that's true david what you got brother yo man i just think that you know like i have a lot of homegirls man and some of them are some of my best friends. I mean, one of my best friends I've known since 1995. She's in a relationship, ain't nothing sexual, nothing like that between me and her. But, you know, I also, I just kind of feel like, you know, if you're going to do something like that in a relationship, and I said this in the group all the time, so some of y'all know it's coming, but I always say, can you be with somebody who is exactly like you at this very moment, present today, right now? And if you can't be with somebody like that, then you need to check yourself and maybe change some things because don't expect somebody to come in and accept you if you can't even accept you. That's true. I feel like a lot of people can't handle dating someone that's popular, you know? And sometimes it's a it's a blessing and a curse, but it goes back to how you make your other significant other feel confident. But if you're constantly like, who's she? Who's that? Who's that guy? Who's she? Who's this? What's that? Well, I feel like best friend is getting thrown around a lot. Like, what's yeah, the you don't sleep with, a best you don't you sleep with your best friend. Secrets with it. Someone yeah. you share what's going on in your life with. Yeah. And then if you get in a relationship and that person is supposed to be the one that's supposed to be there with you through thick and thin, why would you be classifying somebody else as a best friend and telling them the same things that connect you and y'all have that connection? It's just like a, a bunch of emotional connections with different people. And I feel like that's kind of like putting yourself in the situation and it's like putting yourself in a minefield. It's kind of putting yourself in a dangerous situation when you're sharing these type of connections with other people. So I think I'm not saying you can't have like friends, but I think best friends get thrown around a lot because I shall shake having a best friend with someone you tell everything to, you know, vulnerability to someone. And vulnerable to someone. It's easy to, you know, for your emotions to get involved and all that. I do feel you're right. I do agree the word bro, and that's my sister, gets thrown around way too much because in reality of it, you don't sleep with your significant other. You know, like people like, like I've heard my lady friends that was straight up like, oh, that's my brother. Come on now. You let your brother sit on your lap like that. Do you guys remember that football player and that woman a few years ago? And it was like so much drama. Like she sat on this dude's lap and oh, that's my brother. Like it comes off as weird, and especially when you have a significant other, you know. Like I think that there's really a boundary. Like I don't expect. Like I'm not the type of person to sit there and go into a relationship and think that all the previous friendships, and even if you had a best friend since, you know, you were in grade school. Yep, I'm replacing all them hoes. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that type of person. I'm like. I I fully respect the friendships that you had prior to me. And you may have friendships after me. I'm not going to be like, so what is that? I'm not going to monopolize you just because now we're together and now I'm getting the D. Mm. 
true, like true, true. I'm not that type of person. And I look because like I have male friends. I have a male best friend. We haven't talked forever, but he's in my knot and everything. And we have, you know, been together intimately, but now we're really just platonic and everything. Not? And I like I would tell him everything and stuff and he was very supportive. He like he was a sweetheart. But if someone had I was with, it was like you can't be friends with him, da 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 I'd be sitting there like Yo, homeboy, we only been dating for two weeks. Who the hell you think you are? So let me let me let me, let me <laughs> ask you this, Shayla. So like you said that's like your be- male best friend. So how come you yeah, want I basically per- say he's my gay male best friend. Is, is he gay? No, he's not gay. So why don't he's you pursue it? He's a man whore. Uh, but how, how how do you become best friends? Like, I always felt like when you date someone, you grow that friendship to become that best friend. You know, I'm, I'm a heterosexual male. You know, I don't want to sleep in the same bed with my homeboy. But like, what's up, homie? Let me tell me about your day. Like, nah, like, I'd rather do that with my with my lady, you know, like. I like I do agree. I do feel like the word best friend is thrown out. I could just say good friend. I think I feel like that's cool. Because I do feel like labels change everything. <clears throat> everything. I feel like I feel like it does too. It just it has too much attachment to it. It's, I was like, no offense to you, Shayla, but like if I if I was a a dude and coming into a relationship with you, I would talk to you about, you know, because this is the best friend you had that you talked everything to and you've been intimate with before. I would naturally feel some kind of weird way about it regardless and i wouldn't say oh you need to cut all ties with him but um just being someone as the label as being a boyfriend or a you know a potential future husband someone that's supposed to be that's growing to be someone more important than just the best friend then there's different different standards set for them they have different privileges i think over just the average person like I said, I think it has to do with the individual themselves, not what yeah. people have like the stereotype of best friend that's been put out there. You have to actually look at that person and be like, is this the person that would say best friend? And sleep with your best friend. Like if you have like a stand, like a set of trust, like already in place and everything, and they done, they've shown you nowhere that they want to go sleep with other women or sleep with other guys or anything then there's no reason why you would you should think that they're going to go and sleep with said best friend. And if you think they will, then what prevents them from calling this random person a best friend and then for and you're like, oh well they known each other for that long then for best friend, then they can they're good or they're sleeping with them. Like you just have to trust your person. <laughs> not not just think about oh what happened in my past relationship oh what happened to Susie Lee down the street and you know why she gotta be a Lee why she gotta be a Lee <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say Susie Q it was basically uh, okay all right so David David wrap up that last part what you got on that all right man I just want to say this that you know one of my best friends uh, you know she's Thai known her since 1995 but. You know, I'll put it flat out there. You know, I, the reason why I throw that term best friend with her is because my work. On top of that, when I was like down on my luck, when I was homeless, she also offered me a place to stay to help me out. You know, so I think that the term is a on a case by case basis about who you feel is, is uh, your best friend. And in my case, she is one of my best friends, period, right there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing sexual. But at the end of the day, I just also want to say that 
whether who you with or not, if people gonna cheat, people gonna cheat no matter what, right there. I so, don't cheat. I don't cheat. I don't cheat at all. And I'll tell you the yeah, reason why. Don't put yourself in a situation of you can't cheat. Yes. People don't yes. cheat, but there's also people who put themselves in situations that they don't need to be in. Just to put myself out there, exactly. I would I would never cheat. Multiple reasons, but the biggest reason why, because I have a child that's a little girl, I need to set the standard for my daughter. So I don't need multiple women running around. And but also at the same time. The guy that she dates, he needs to be better than who I am. So I need to set the bar of who I am. I need to hold myself accountable for the actions that I do as a male. You know, if I am going to mess around, then I need to make sure that I'm single. But if I am with someone, I'm going to give my all and make sure we grow in that relationship together. Um, going to the last question of our segment before we go into our little game. This one's for Cree. So right, well, right now we have six individuals from all different areas all over the country. We talked about interracial dating we talked about long distance we talked about what made you interested in asian men what made you interested in black women we talked about racial preference and discrimination in social media now what do you feel as an individual i'm gonna start with you kree um have you done to bridge the cultural gap between black women and asian male asian men i mean so because i'm i'm pretty new to this i guess this community um but i like to put myself out there i'll like ask questions maybe annoying questions like what do you like about black women or um i also you know put opportunities out i actually talked to this guy in um, thailand for a few months until he fell off the globe i don't know where he went but um you know we basically talked about like different holidays we celebrated um, you know, different foods, but I really wanted to immerse myself to learn about them. And he did the same for me. Okay. What about you, Ronnie? What do you feel that you've done as an individual to bridge the cultural gap between two ethnic backgrounds, specifically for relationships? Well, well like Cree, I'm new to the community, but I just treat everybody, like each individual is unique. So it just depends on the person, like what I want to know about them and their interest in me if that makes sense no that definitely so makes sense so it's not really so much like oh well you're vietnamese tell me all about vietnam like i really want to know about them and then more about where they come from and stuff like that if that makes sense gotcha what about you siri what about you how, how do you feel that you make an impact on bridging the gap between the two cultures um i think i did a lot like my mom when she first came here, she was, you know, she had this stereotypical thing about black people. She would see black people when she walked down the street and hold her purse. She would be at the red light. She would lock the door when she see a black person. And um, she saw that I dated a lot of black women. And um, she was like, you know, she actually gave somebody a chance and actually married somebody that was black. And she's happy. And, you know, so I think I think I did my part for that. With, you know, my mom. Yay. Nice. I'm done bridging the gap. Look at you. You put that You put that work in. It. What about you, Shayla? So when you say bridge the gap, is this like, you know, setting up a festival, you know? <laughs> but no, like I'm relatively new, kinda like ish. But I guess I've been going, like, I've been trying to go to more meetups and everything and, like, talking a lot more in fa on, like, Facebook and stuff and um, just being open 
I guess, because, you know, we do have a lot of stereotypes as black women. And so just just being open to like for Asian men, I guess, because, you know, for some reason, we're scary to them somehow. Educate them, really. Yeah. So we (laughs) like, you know, educate them for the next person. Right, exactly. <laughs> For the next. Reach one, reach one, teach one. We also have a late comer in here, Mira. What's up, Mira? Hey. Running on, running on minority time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. I was having some technical difficulties. It's all good when you got tea, maybe. Um, so real quick, so what it, what it, what have you done as an individual to help bridge the gap, the cultural gap between Black women and Asian men? Uh, well, I mean, I guess. I don't want to be that person who's like, oh, I uh, I don't see color, but it's it's so much bigger than that. Like, I I take each person that I meet as who they are. Like, you show me who you are, and I'll meet you halfway. Because if I meet someone tomorrow who's Vietnamese American, and they're not going to be just like somebody who's Viet- from Viet- Vietnam like yesterday, you know? Right. It's a it's a matter of not assuming a person by what they look like or their cultural background, but who they are as a person. It's true, very true. How about you, David? You know, I like to sum it up uh, as empathy. You know, whether that be good or bad. So you know, you got like Black Lives Matter. A lot of times, folks can't associate why Black Lives Matter exists, but if you take the time and have empathy to understand what the cause is. You know, and being Asian, it's kind of like saying, oh, well, y'all all own stores and everything. Y'all don't have to work hard. Y'all get, you know, all the scholarships. But have empathy and understand why we work so hard. You understand our, our cultural background, what we do. We're a immig- family of immigrants. You know, a lot of people don't really understand that majority of the Asian people that come to America. And when you meet these certain people, most of the time they're technically not really first generation you know and to assimilate in a new country that's a, the biggest melting pot in the world is one of the hardest things to do um you know i'm i'm a you know i'm first generation and my parents who were immigrants who struggled and i feel like they did an amazing job they they, they enculturated themselves and you know i thought they did pretty well with me i think i turned out pretty great but so my mom, my mom thinks I'm special, not special ed, but I'm special. <laughs> but, so yeah, and then uh, so how about from the vet, Miss Peyton, the vet? She's the OG in the in in the room. We we have his, we have history, uh, <laughs> not that history, but you know history. Like we've known each other for a long time. Um, how I bridged the gap? I ran into definitely on dating sites. Um, a lot of Asian men who I became the first black girl they went out on a date with. And I just make sure that I'm extremely open-minded and easygoing with how they approach me and how they portray themselves to me and the questions they have because the average questions they have is normally like offensive to the normal black person. But I have to just understand and put myself in their shoes that they may be actually just gen- genuinely interested in how and the whys of things here and they just don't know they really don't know what's you know acceptable or what's not and like like Shayla said it's just it's really our job for the to educate them for the next person that come along and they can feel more comfortable with dating outside their race 
and accepting a different culture than theirs. It's, it's just easier just to be open and easygoing and just educate them and don't, you know. I do feel when we post this podcast, a lot of the people in the group chats that we're in, because there are over 5,000 plus people, really take from this that when you are interacting, not just even specifically black women or Asian men, just any people, including white people, because I know with all the things right now, a lot of the minorities are not too fond of white people, but like really take the time to really understand someone's story. You know, because we are all so different. We are all different ages. We have all different cultural backgrounds. And you won't really understand. And and I feel the biggest issue, and, and a lot of you guys know me. We got to know each other pretty well in the last, like, week or so, that a lot of people don't know how to argue without being disrespectful. And I feel like that starts the biggest, you know, controversy of even having an interaction with uh, someone from a different country because you're like, you're expecting them to know and they just really don't know because they're not from here. They don't know your social tone. They don't know your social cue. They don't know, you know, your sarcasm. They don't even know your slang. You know what I mean? So I do feel people need to like, kind of like take a chill pill. But I also feel like we as human beings need to be a little bit more empathetic because in reality of it, our society technically does suck and everyone has an opinion my opinion i do feel america as bad as the stuff that's going on right now we are still the number one country in the world i would rather live here than anywhere else well until like really bad things happen like war on our land that's like my biggest fear the last thing i want to see is like soldiers walking down the street or some type of purge i mean i see an american horror story that's yeah. kind of that's just scary man but i do <laughs> they call me back into the military for that oh my god that is so scary yeah that's like, when we purging who right but I, I just feel like people don't take the time to really just like say hey you know what what is it what is this person just get to know someone you know and you seen me and you know my man david from colorado you know he, he's doing a good thing he's trying to be a life coach he'll call he'll pull me out to the side be like hey shall you know you know kind of chill for a little bit because i know that's not your character blah 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 but also at the same time i feel people need to have that dialogue and a lot of times when you're typing online because that's the norm now social media and especially a lot of the racial comments come from social media, you know, like, but have that verbal dialogue. And, you know, and if people are so close minded to even do that, that's right there. You're not getting that step. You're not making a move forward. You're being stagnant. If you're being stagnant, you're not moving forward. You know, you're not really helping, you know, the scene. So I think that especially within the groups, you know, with, you know, all the arguing and, you know, the main thing is, you know, Oh, Asian men, all they do is lurk and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting here like, well, we, not we, like us, like every one of us, but as a whole in those groups, we as black women are perpetuating the stereotype that we're loud, that we're attitudinal, we're too sassy, we're this, that, and the other. And we're aggressive. Right. And it's the trolls. If you're, Right. And if you're an Asian guy from a different country and you already know these stereotypes and you go into and these groups hoping groups to make open minded and right. you're like, maybe it's not true. And then you see all this yeah. drama and everything. You're like, oh, maybe maybe media was right. Maybe they yeah. really are like the real housewives of Atlanta mm. or whatever. <laughs> you, you just ruin like that. That right there. It's like ruining. Suchia from Japan's vision of thinking like you know he probably thought all black women are like Barack, uh, you know Michelle Obama 
Why are they fighting so much? But anyway, so we're coming up to the end of our show. We got a little game um, that we're going to kind of go through the list, um, and I'll call your name out. So whatever whatever question I ask you, just name that answer as fast as you can. You know, try think about it, but say as fast as you can. You ready for this? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. You ready? <laughs> All right. So I didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz. I didn't study. It is oh. a pop quiz. So, Mira, since you're late, just like any other... Yeah. Just like any other teacher, we go put you on the spot. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Popeyes or KFC? KFC. Okay. Uh, what the? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I've never had Popeyes in my life. We don't have that here. Oh, oh my God. Kick her out. Kick her out. I can't believe she doesn't oh, have Popeyes. No. All I know, all I know. We don't even have Popeyes. All I know, when MTV or whatever network picks up our show... That's like Jersey Shore, but for Black women, and Asian male, we're gonna bet we're gonna get sponsored by Popeyes, and we will bring you some Popeyes or something. Come to Massachusetts, please. They got Popeyes up there, don't they? Uh, maybe in Boston, but the rest of us small towns and wow, got that. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Peyton, uh, what about you? What you got? Popeyes, definitely. Dave. Just the other way, original man. Can't beat the Colonel's recipe. Ooh, uh, Surrey. What you got, Surrey? <laughs> what you got, Surrey? It's gotta be the Louisiana good, you know? Yeah. Shayla? Popeyes. Are those my only two choices? Can yep. I write in <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Don't fail the test. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess I'll choose um, Popeyes because their mashed potatoes with the Cajun gravy or whatever is delicious. It's got spices. Cree? Popeyes, 100%. Ronnie? <laughs> yeah, she knows what's up. <laughs> what's up, Ronnie? What you got? Popeyes. Okay. All right. So here's the next question. This is a question that's near, dear in my heart. It's very, very controversial. I don't know how some of you may take it. To me, it's one of those things that... It's very emotional. Um, it can be hurtful, this kind of question. So are you guys ready for this question? I'm ready. Shoot it. Yeah. I'm going to go with Peyton first. You ready for this? <laughs> While well, I'm getting eaten by my cat. I love your cat. It's like- <laughs> <laughs> for those listening out there, be appropriate. It's not that cat. It's an actual cat that's out there. Okay, so get your head out of the gutter, you know. So here's the question. You ready? Uh-huh. Tupac or Biggie? Emotional. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, biggie. Okay. Suri. Uh, what you got, Suri? Uh, look at my T-shirt. You don't see my T-shirt? It's always going to be Biggie. Hey, B-I-G. <laughs> what about you, Mira? You, Mass? Yeah, but I'm still going to say Tupac. Pac. David? Pac all the way, man. Cree. TikTok. I have to TikTok, yeah. Ronnie? <laughs> See, that's a loaded question for me because I grew up with both of them in the 90s, so I can't choose. Mm. Okay. Well, you got to choose, girl. <laughs> gotta, that wasn't an answer. You got to She said Biggie Shayla. Yeah, yeah I got to rock with Tupac. For my answer, I do feel... In my opinion, Pac is still the greatest of all time because of the impact he's done. As I've gotten older, I feel Biggie is easier to listen on the ears. And, you know, yeah. even though it's still kind of a gangster, 
you know, a gritty type, you know, poppy, hip hop, like everything feel. Um, it's just so much easier to listen to as you're older. You know, I feel like when I listen to Pac, I want to like go, I don't know, get in a fight or something like where it's like, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of thinking. So, all right. So here's a, here's a, we got two more questions. All right. If you were stuck on an Island, what three albums would you want on your MP3 player? Only albums cannot be greatest hits. Suri, you're first. Mm. Oh, albums. Um, I'm going to have to go with um, <laughs> Life After Death with Biggie. That's one. Um, I'm going to go with Usher. Which one? Um, the, the first one. Uh, 8701. It was called 8701. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I would definitely get 8701. That's two. And um, I got to go with something classic. Let me see. I'm going to go with some Marvin Gaye. Hey. There it is. <laughs> Okay, all right, Mira, what you got? What your what's your I, three? I need at least three business days to to think this over. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I can't decide on a whim like that. I no oh. Once that ship is sailed, you got no music on the island. <laughs> okay, I can sing. It's all good. Okay, Shayla, what you got? What's your three? All right, so I'm gonna go with um, Christina Aguilera, Back to Basics. Keep going, keep going. And I'm going to go with Beyonce, the one where she had, like, Beyonce and then Sasha Fierce. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Queen B? Yeah, and then three is The Temptations. All right. And the reason why I chose the first two is because they both have two CDs. Ooh, smart. (laughs) Okay. How about you, Cree? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm back. I'm sorry. All right. Um... Oh, Aaliyah age nothing but a number. I love Aaliyah. Um, I'd, I'd marry her. I got her. the Beyonce's lemonade. I got to get back to my spiritual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the third one, oh man. <sighs> I'm going to do Tupac, Are You Still Down? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ronnie, what you got? I've had time to think about my answer. <laughs> so, um, Fleetwood Mac rumors. Okay. Um, Celine Dion, A New Day, and Prince's Diamonds and Pearls. Mm. Okay. Asian Barry White, what you got? You see on this production, Black Eyed Peas was a monkey business, and uh, what was the other one I had? Uh, Outcast is a box of love below. Oh my god, people sleep on Outcast so much. Outcast is so dope, man. Can they I are. I made up I... my mind. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Mira. What you got? Okay, um, India Ari, Acoustic Soul. Okay. Oh yes. Um, Fred Hammond, Spirit of David, and uh, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Okay. Peyton? Uh, I don't know much about album names. I, I usually just listen to artists and music. Um, I know Chris Brown, fam. I like a little pop music. Um, Michael Jackson, I know we have him on the island. And uh, last but not least, uh, someone throw somebody out there. Lauren Hill. Miss Lauren Hill. Yo, do you want to hear something that's crazy about Lauren Hill? Definitely Lauren Hill. There is a rumor. Oh, 
there was a rumor about Lauren Hill. So obviously, you know, after she did Miss uh, Miss Education, that she disappeared for a while, and a lot of it had to do with her issues with Wyclef. The rumor was that oh, was not only that she, you know, cheated on. Did she cheat on Marley with Clef, or was it the other way around? But anyway, the rumor was she didn't write her stuff. Yeah, she. Oh yeah. There was a rumor, and that's why she disappeared for that long. Because if she ever came out with the album. She was gonna get taxed with the same deal, kind of like what happened with uh, the Dr. Dre and Easy E thing. That no matter what you put out, I'm gonna make twelve cents off your album. You know, mm. that's why Dre never put out albums. That's why he just produced and he just made money off that. A lot of people didn't know that. I don't know how true that is, but it's going around, and you know, especially that now she's touring, she's getting a little bit more involved and stuff like that. So mm. it's kind of weird. So yeah. Yeah, man. All right, so that's coming up to the end of our show. Mr. David, do you want something to put out there? Mr. Life Coach, something positive for the listeners out there? You know what? Uh, this is something that I always preach uh, in life in general right here. You know, no matter what happens in life, no matter how hard things get, don't be bitter, be better. Mm. Don't, don't be, be bitter, bitter, be better. True, true, I feel true. like you had that already ready, like... I mean, when you're a life coach, you got to have it ready because obviously the moment you start talking to people, you know, you got to you got to throw out your plug out there and you got to make sure that people understand what's really going on in such a short, you know, like a short narrative. Just just get right to the point. You know, yeah, my, go-to, my go to conversation with people is just food. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. sophisticated. Cool. Does anyone want you got a plug? You can put your plug out there. If you want to put your Instagram, your Facebook out there, whatever you want to share. I'm single. Okay. Um, follow me. <laughs> chaos underscore no love. Ugh. No chaos underscore no love. I'm single. Mm. <laughs> hey, there, there goes a, there goes those DMs that we was talking about. <laughs> Sliding right in with some olive oil. Anyone else want to do a plug? <laughs> Anyone else know? Cool. Well, I guess yep. I can talk about my business. Go for it. You got 15 Go seconds, girl. Uh, okay, so I make um, all-natural beauty products. You can find them at www.lunariacosmetics.com. Lunaria is spelled L-U-N-E-R-I-A. Nice, nice, nice. Lunaria.com. All right, well. Well, she's doing it. I want to do it, too. All right, go for it. <laughs> I'm an independent Avon representative. Oh, you can man. shop on my online store at www.youravon.com slash Miss Ronnie. That's M-Z-R-O-N-N-I. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for checking out the Fresh Delivery Show. You can listen to our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music Store, and Spotify. Make sure you follow us on the gram at the Fresh Delivery also, you can find our, our new show called The Dirty 30 on at The Fresh 30. Also on Facebook, if there's something you like, hit that heart button. If you just don't like it, hit that like button anyway. So I'm your host, Diesel, a.k.a. Shaolin Fantastic, and we're out. Peace, y'all. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out The Fresh Delivery Show. You can check out our other episodes on the Anchor app. You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. Go tell your mom. Go tell your dad, your mailman, your dog, anyone. Check us out now. Go!